There are two readings this morning. The first one is from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The second reading is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we thank you for the privilege of meeting together. And as we take a few moments now just to explore the scriptures together, Lord, may you by your spirit speak to each one of us and may you enable me to communicate what you want me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're continuing this kind of short series looking at our vision and mission. So two weeks ago we looked at our vision when we were all over the building doing interesting things. Vision is about what we long to see, just like the word said, what we long to see. And we've got three elements that we long to see. Can anyone remember what they are? You didn't think you'd have to do something, did you? This is the only bit you have to. Can you remember the three things? Can anyone, anybody remember? Ben will be gutted if no one can remember. Jesus' name honoured. Yes, well done. That's the first one. Jesus' name honoured. God's name honoured. Yeah, that's okay. Get it right, Sarah. It's God's. <laughs> it was good enough. God's name on it. God's kingdom come. The kingdom come, yeah, that's, and the third one. Life Yay, we know it, great, there we are. Yeah, so that's what we're longing to see. And I don't think it's that difficult to remember them. I found the service very helpful, actually, in helping me to remember them. I didn't really know them that well till that service, so I encourage you to remember those three things. And then we began last week to look at our mission. So vision is what we want to see, and mission is the big way of how we want to get there. You need to remember these three words. We want to make disciples of Jesus, not just followers of anybody, but followers of Jesus. So we want to make them, grow them, and send them. And so last week, Ben gave an excellent talk on making disciples, on the need to share Jesus, that people need to hear the story and need to hear the good news. We heard, too, that witnessing is not an option. It's a commission from Jesus. All of us are meant to share what we believe with other people so that they, we can make disciples. And so today we're going to look at the next stage, which is growing. When someone's become a disciple, become a Christian, we obviously want to see them grow. 
So growing, as it says on the vision sheet, growing as disciples of Jesus means we all live as God calls us to live. Now most of the New Testament letters, 21 books of the Bible, are about growing as Christians. So there's tons of material which you might want to go away and explore sometime. But I'm going to keep it very simple today because I only understand it when it's nice and simple. We're just going to look at those two verses in Colossians together. Now here's a photo of somebody taken a long time ago. Some, some little urchin left abandoned in a pram. That got, Thank goodness that pram designers move forward. Any ideas who that is? It's me! Yes. Now, they didn't have mobile phones and smartphones. There's not many photos of me. You know, there's about four million of my grandchildren, but there's, there's only that one of me. That's me. But then so, a lot of years happened, something, and then I, this happened. There I am with a mobile phone and a fantastic-looking pint of beer. So, yeah. So what's happened between those photos? I grew up. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah, and that was a natural process. I'd have been seriously something wrong, wouldn't it, if I was still sitting in that pram? <laughs> I don't know what happened to that pram. It's probably worth thousands on eBay now. It was stupid if after 70 years I was still little and sitting in that pram. Growth is normal and it's healthy in life. And the same should be true spiritually. Just in the same ways we grow physically and mentally, we are to grow spiritually. So let's have a look at these verses. So it says there, so then, as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. As you received Christ Jesus as Lord. Let me ask you, have you done that? Have you received Christ Jesus as Lord? Now it's interesting that Paul uses three words to describe who he's received. Christ. Now that's the same word as Messiah. It's the one chosen by God. It's the special one. Is Jesus, is, is Christ the special one in your life? Then he calls him Jesus, which is the kind of popular one today, the name that we normally use. Jesus means saviour, the one who saves, the one who saves us from our sin, as we've already confessed and, and received forgiveness, from our shame, from our guilt, from the fact that we're separated from God. Let me ask you, have you received Jesus as your saviour? But then, Lord, the three steps, the Lord, that's obviously a ruler and king, the one who we obey and trust and follow. I ask myself this question, I ask you, is that the one? Have you chosen to follow Christ Jesus as Lord? I did that for the first time on April the 19th, 1970. But I have to keep doing it, I think. I have to keep recommitting. As you receive, continue to live your lives in him. We all have to do that. It's not just a one-off thing. We have to continue to do that, to be rooted and built up. Is that mixing metaphors? Are they metaphors? I was rubbish at English grammar, but Paul is mixing his metaphors there, isn't he? Rooted and building. Rooted has to do with a plant. Now, in our family, a few years ago, we had a competition to who could grow their amaryllis from Christmas. So this year, myself and our Kathy and our three children and families all got an amaryllis, okay? So the idea is you grow your amaryllis and see who grows the best. They all started at the same time, but they're not all growing at the same time, are they? I don't know why, but I kind of wonder, what, how, how are we doing? You know, which, how would we look if we were putting our photo up there? It seems that every time I speak, I talk about the fact that I, I help out in the local park where we live. And there's always a story to tell from the local park. 
behind where we live. And of course, we've got lots of trees in the park. And this year, those storms have taken some, quite a few of them down. This week, this Thursday, we were cutting one up so that people could walk past it and get round. But they all look great in December. But come the storm in January, several of them went. And that's true of us, isn't it? As I look out there, you all look really cool and really good, nice and colourful. But what's the roots like? Because we don't see the roots. Do we? What are our roots like into Jesus? Because that's what made the difference. The trees that fell down were the ones who didn't have the strong roots. And Paul here talks about being rooted. Also talks about buildings and foundations. The same picture, really, isn't it? Now, some of us may be quite new to following Jesus, but others have been at it a long time, some of you longer than me. But as Kathy said, I don't think we ever stop growing. There's always more to learn, especially as we move through different life stages and experiences. There's more to learn. But growth looks different for each of us in different times in our life. We need different things. But a friend of mine is always saying that every day is a school day. And he's right. There's something to learn, I think, every day. So I thought, how can we keep growing as disciples? How can we keep healthy? I want to suggest three things. Now, I was following Ben's model of more beginning with the same letter, but not actually beginning with the same. If, 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 if you were here last week, I thought I'd follow that. I don't quite understand it, but that's what he did. So we need the right environment, the right food. I actually went on the thesaurus and it came up with eats. I thought... Why didn't I think of that? It's blindingly obvious. The right environment, the right food, and the right exercise or experience. So let's just have a a look at these together. The right environment. And I guess the right environment is the equivalent of fresh air, the right atmosphere. It says in Proverbs 13.20 that walk with the wise and become wise. Who we hang out with will influence who we become. And of course, today we can hang out with people on the internet all over the world, can't we? And be influenced by all kinds of things. So I think that scripture is very relevant. Who do we walking with? And I want to suggest three kind of groups, if you like, that we could walk with. It's good to be part of a large group. It's good, hopefully. Hopefully you feel good about being here today. It's good to come to church. Opportunity to worship, to listen to me. <laughs> Whether that's not good or bad, I don't know. There's a lot of good things about meeting as a group this big. But it's important, but it's not enough. If that's the only way, the only environment we're in, it's not enough. I would suggest that we also need to be part of smaller groups where we can develop relationships, ask questions, discuss, share our opinion. Home groups or life groups, as we're calling them now, are one example of that. So... Many of us here meet every week in a smaller group like that where we can ask those kind of questions. But not, there are other groups, and they're not all talking groups. I learn quite a lot by being in the gardening group, not just about gardening, but about other people and other things. I learn quite a lot by helping set up at Warm Welcome. I'm coming to Warm Welcome. You know, just being around and chatting, even washing up at the sink, I learn a lot by just being with other people. So that's Think about, where am I in smaller groups where I can have my faith developed and understand things a bit more? You could even form a group. You don't have to wait to the church to do it. If you think, I'd like to get with certain people and have a certain topic or whatever. So I think it's good to be in smaller groups. 
But then it's also good to have some one-to-one relationships where you can go even deeper. And if you're newer to the faith, if you'd see yourself as a young Christian, if you're more like me in the pram, then I'd encourage you to find an older Christian to help you to grow. Little babies need help to feed. If you've been around for a while, I'd still encourage you to find someone to walk alongside you. You never make it, you never arrive. So we need the right environment, and then we need the right food to eat. And obviously, for for us, the main food is the Bible. We can't get away from it. It's the Bible. But it's actually a very hard book to understand, I find. I'm doing Ben's reading program in Genesis, and uh, it's it's challenging, but it's it's helpful and it's enjoyable. But you see, babies and young children need easy-to-digest food, don't they? They can't eat the steak and chips or whatever. And if that's you, ask someone to help you to get the right kind of food from the Bible. When I was a new Christian, I needed someone to sit and show me how to do it. Not tell me, but show me. They sat down next to me and we read the Bible together. If that's you, find someone who could help you do that. But others, perhaps who've, you know, a bit further on, find a diet you enjoy. But be adventurous and don't just eat the same food all the time. Don't just read... A lot of people just read the Psalms and the Gospels. Be adventurous. Try a new diet. Now, I grew up in the 50s, as you can see, when pram design was quite basic. And food was very limited. I can remember having my first pizza, would you believe, when I was in my 20s. What's this round, flat thing on the plate? I remember. This week, I enjoyed a curry on Monday with some of the other guys. We had couscous with feta cheese and olives on Wednesday. I do kind of joke about what's the point of couscous, but I do enjoy couscous. Last night I had chili. Kathy was out having a meal with the women, so I must confess it was a ready meal from Asda. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. But variety, stuff that I never would have done before. And I th- maybe think of the Bible like that, you know, have a varied diet, enjoy the variety it offers. So food... And then exercise and experience. Our vision document talks about growing by serving and using our gifts. We won't grow properly as Christians if we just hang out with other Christians and read the Bible. We won't grow properly if we just hang out with each other and read the Bible. We've got to take responsibilities in life. We've got to use our talents and gifts. Make a contribution. Be in the world as Jesus said. And we learn, don't we, through our success and failures. I've learned and grown a lot, eventually, through my failures and my difficulties. As we experience life, we can grow. And so I see these three things, if you like, environment, food and experience, as interconnected. They're not separate, because growth is dynamic. But this is disciple-making, I think, in action. Let me try and explain it, how it might work in practice. I live my life this week. Okay, I go out and I do all the... I've lived my life the last week doing all kinds of stuff like you have. Then I meet with other people in church this morning, in my my home group, in one-to-one chats, in whatever it is. And as I do that, we share together, I listen. Then they help me to see God's perspective, hopefully bringing something of the Bible in. And I gain some understanding about myself and about life and about God. And then I can go and exercise that in the coming week 
I don't know if I explained that clearly, but that's the kind of idea, I think, of what sort of disciple-making is. Live life, reflect upon it with other people in different contexts, bringing in the Scriptures, and then going out and being a little bit different because of the result. I think the problem is we often miss out the God bit, the Bible bit, so we're great at living life and talking about it and sharing about it, but sometimes we just don't bring in, well, what is God trying to say to me through this? And so we don't move forward. And it has to be intentional. Growth has to be intentional. We have to make effort, like I've tried to show, to get into the right environment and eat the right food. So, for example, did we come this morning hoping to learn and grow? Or did we just come because it's 10.30 on a Sunday and that's when it happens? I must confess, I'm often the second one, so I was quite challenged by my own talk. So, a final thought. Just, I want to, let me leave you with something practical. Just a simple habit that you might like to develop, something I try and do. Encourage every night, as you're lying in bed, before you go to sleep, take a couple of minutes just to think about the day and ask yourself questions like these questions up here. What can I thank God for today? What did I enjoy today? What's been good about today for me? It doesn't have to be heavy. What was difficult about today? What are some of the feelings I experienced today? Where have I had glimpses of God today? Where have I seen or experienced God today? It doesn't have to be something big. It may be, but it doesn't have to be. And therefore, what have I learned and what have I heard from God? And what does he want me to do about it? Now, the questions are simple. You can make your own questions, but you get the idea. Just take a moment to reflect on the day and try and introduce God. Do that and you might find that you're growing more than you thought. So in conclusion, God wants us to come to know him, as therefore you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, and then to keep on growing. And he's given us all the resources we need to grow, his Holy Spirit, his word, but also one another. But we're free to choose. We're not like me physically, where it just happens. We are free to choose how we respond and how seriously we take the responsibility to grow. It's up to each one of us. No one else can make you want to grow as a Christian. But I hope that Paul's exhortation to the Colossians will be true for us. Let me just read it again as I finish. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Thank you.